Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, October 25th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. President Biden's popularity plummeting faster than any president since World War II. Barack Obama tries to revive Terry McAuliffe's campaign in Virginia. Criminals take over downtown Chicago. Alec Baldwin could face legal charges for accidentally killing a crew member in New Mexico. Also ahead, who is protecting Joe Biden? But first, a new poll from Gallup says Joe Biden's approval rating is falling at the fastest pace for any president since 1945. In just nine months, his popularity has dropped from 56% to 42 Mr. Biden now one of the most polarizing presidents in history. 92% of Democrats still support him compared to just 4% of Republicans. Barack Obama campaigning for Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. The Democrat tied with Republican Glenn Youngkin in the race for governor. McAuliffe's popularity fading for refusing to condemn critical race theory. Youngkin promising to ban it in public schools if elected. McAuliffe receiving $45 million in donations largely from places like Hollywood and New York City. Virginia voters will have their say November 2nd. Brazen thieves targeting luxury stores in Chicago's Miracle Mile shopping district. The gang stole thousands of dollars in jewelry and designer bags. Violent crime and robberies in Chicago up 50% in most precincts compared to 2019. And things there are about to get much worse. Mayor Lightfoot threatening to fire 3,000 police officers for refusing to take the vax. That's one-third of the entire force. Actor Alec Baldwin accidentally killing a crew member on the set of his new film. The director of photography shot dead when Baldwin fired a prop gun. A warrant says a live round was loaded into the weapon. As executive producer, Baldwin could be charged with negligent homicide. Camera crews reportedly walked off the job earlier this month to protest dangerous working conditions on the film. In a moment, President Biden gets some protection. Right back with that. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update. Message of the day protecting Joe Biden. The stage was set. CNN had the evening nicely positioned for a town hall with Joe Biden. Liberal audience showed up last Thursday in Baltimore, along with a very friendly Anderson Cooper, 
What could go wrong? Nothing. Well, maybe one thing. Nobody watched. Just 1.3 million viewers tuned in. Fox News crushed the Biden exposition. Even the hapless MSNBC had significantly more viewers. Now, that circumstance happens daily on the cable news network because it's largely boring and biased. But when you heavily promote a 90-minute special with the President of the United States, you would expect more than 1.3 million to watch. Come on! There are 330 million people living in this country. Joe Biden himself was energetic, fairly relaxed on camera. He understood that CNN had gathered audience questions in advance, and there would be few of a challenging nature. Mr. Biden also knew that Cooper would save him if he faltered. And old Anderson came through by quickly getting away from the border issue. From the start, Mr. Biden stayed on message by promising to give Americans trillions of dollars in government subsidies. Even when a civilian asked when gas prices would go down, Joe predicted next year, but don't you worry about it. There are government giveaways that will compensate for higher fuel costs. Joey Warbucks on the case. Sadly, the question and answer format was tedious, largely because the president has no solutions to problems, and Anderson Cooper wouldn't ask probing questions because the fix was in. Example, Mr. Biden adamantly supports COVID mandates, and the left-leaning audience applauded that. At that point, Anderson Cooper could have asked a very simple but necessary question. Mr. President, if mandates suppress the spread of COVID, why does Florida now have the lowest transmission rate in the nation? As you know, Florida passed a law banning mandates. Again, Mr. Cooper could have asked that question. And CNN also could apologize for totally botching the Russian collusion thing. Neither will ever happen. My favorite moment in the evening was when Mr. Biden actually told the world he hasn't had time to visit the southern border, which is under siege from millions of foreign nationals. No joke, Mr. Biden says he has no time. Anderson Cooper just stood there. And now you know why the American people don't have time to watch the president on CNN. Is absolutely useless, a major news organization in the tank for a sitting president. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve that message by writing it. For more honest news analysis 24-7, please visit BillOReilly.com. You can also reach me, Bill, at BillOReilly.com, name in town, if you wish to opine. Finally, my book, Killing the Mob, will make a great holiday gift. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. 
American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 38 years ago today, President Ronald Reagan deployed thousands of U.S. Marines to a tiny country 90 miles off the coast of Venezuela. The Marines were sent to protect hundreds of Americans living on that island. The U.S. invasion of Grenada had begun. The trouble started four years earlier. Radical leftist Maurice Bishop seized power and developed a very close relationship with Fidel Castro. In 1983, another Marxist assassinated Bishop and then took control of the Grenadian government. Different factions fought for power. Chaos engulfed the island. The capital city, St. George's, hosted a popular medical school attracting people from all over the world, including hundreds of U.S. citizens. Citing danger to those Americans, Mr. Reagan sent in the Marines. They were confronted by Marxist troops, Cuban soldiers, military advisors from the Soviet Union. President Reagan ordered reinforcements. By the time the fighting was done, 6,000 American troops had been deployed to Grenada. 20 were killed, more than 100 wounded. The operation was successful. The communist government deposed in just four days. Democratic elections were held less than a year later. Some Americans were skeptical of Mr. Reagan's invasion, noting the conflict took place only two days after terrorists in Lebanon killed 240 Marines. Despite that criticism, the Reagan administration cited the battle as the first successful rollback of communism since America's failure in Vietnam. Today, Grenada marks the victory as a national holiday known as Thanksgiving Day. It commemorates the freeing of political prisoners by U.S. troops. Many of those were later elected to office. Some are still serving. And here's something else you might not know. Some American politicians continue to oppose the action. An anti-war march descended on Washington one month after the conflict was over. 50,000 people attended, including the mayor of Burlington, Vermont. That would be back then, Bernie Sanders. Back after this. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. 
Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.